Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Hey. Uh, hi, Kathleen. Hi. I, I, I burped. I burped. <laughs> well, Sorry. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry okay. for recording. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry. I mean, I know. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. But anyway, I just wanted to say to you, happy Halloween. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Old Hollywood Realness. Oh. <laughs> No. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay. Well, welcome to Old Hollywood Realness, as Kathleen said. This is a I'm podcast. I'm going to cringe so hard when I listen to that. <laughs> it's okay. It's awesome. I'm glad you committed to it. Oh, thanks. Um, this is the podcast that is dedicated to all the glitz and or glamour of Tinseltown's golden era. Um, That's I'm, right. I'm Philip Estrada. I'm Kathleen Nall. And boy, oh boy, we are beyond excited. One yep. might say, beyond the grave, excited. <laughs> yeah, we're super stoked. Um, yeah, so we're bringing you a very special episode. Uh, this is an episode that um, we recorded when we were down in California over the mm-hmm. summer. We got the opportunity to meet um, a really awesome dude named Dana Gould. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Com- uh, comedian, writer, director, um, slash, 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 and... Stand-up comedian for yeah, decades. <laughs> I know. Writer, uh, um, producer on The Simpsons. That's uh, right. He is a... Um, he's also an Ed Wood aficionado, an expert, mm-hmm. one might say, um, and also friends with um, Myla Nurmi, a.k.a. Vampira. So yes. this is a perfectly fitting that we're talking about um, Plan 9 from Outer Space for our special Halloween spooky, ookie spooky dookie series. That's right. Rounding it out. It's very exciting. So we just wanted to record a little intro because we uh, kind of broke the format a little bit when we were recording because we were pressed for time with him. But it was super fun and super exciting. And um, yeah. And he welcomed us into his home. We're at the same table where he records his own podcast. And um, he was, it was absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. Just uh, so cool. (laughs) So um, uh, Kathleen, since we didn't get to talk about it during the actual episode of Plan 9 from Outer Space, I just wanted to get your feedback quickly on Mm -hmm. what, like the costumes, what's your thoughts on the costumes of this wonderful cult classic that is just beyond crazy. I I love this movie. (laughs) It's pretty, it's pretty, like, you know what it is? It reminds me of... um, um, in the early 90s when I used to go visit my aunt in California and she'd go to work and during the day I used to watch Mystery Science Theater on Comedy Central oh, and they play like the full movie God, and they were hours so long <laughs> and I remember just like napping on the carpet and like you know and like falling asleep to the sounds of movies like this so there's something about it that just like the general soundtrack and the feel that just is, is weirdly comforting oh, I don't know <laughs> but I love it so and I love the costumes um, I just I think of The Simpsons so much uh, <laughs> it's great and then of course um, Vampira 
is I mean, amazing. Uh, is we let's uh, high stop, glamour, full, full stop, right full, there. <laughs> high glamour goth uh, queen. She like is. bow to the queen. Uh, exactly. um, amazing. Um, and it was really great to watch that documentary on her. Mm-hmm. Also on Amazon, if you want to find it. Oh yeah. So this movie is on Amazon Prime. So if you're a Prime mm-hmm. member, this movie's free. They have the black and white version, the OG, and then they colorized it as well. The colorized for, one, for if which was fun um, to watch. Both of them, both of them was <laughs> yes, on there actually. Really and great. And then mm-hmm. um, there's the documentary. Is it called Vampire and Me? Yes, Vampire okay. and Me. Highly recommend is like a double feature. If you can watch both, um, watch it and then watch the movie. Um, had I had no idea who she was and just like what a life she had led. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had her own TV show and wow, wowie wow. Just really what an amazing person. And um, it's so great that uh, Dana Gould was able to meet her and know her and and shared so much about her. Yeah, so, it was wonderful. Yes. Thank it was you. Super duper wonderful. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean, outside of that, I mean, I have this exact same feelings about the costumes. There's just, there's so much Mm -hmm. to, so we talk about them a little bit in the movie or in the episode, which is great. We cover a lot of things. Um, but there's just, it's a, it's a great, wonderful movie that still exists, which is one It is we talk about even the fact that it exists is a miracle. So, um, I'm glad, hopefully you enjoy our episode and you, and, um, you know, you have a wonderful, happy, and spooky Halloween. Boobs! I hope your Halloween is ooky, spooky, and dookie. <laughs> um, and in the meantime, oh, there is another thing that I did want to talk about, and I got to pull this up on my phone because it's really, really cool. Because our last episode was the um, was the Madam Satan episode. Yes. So we had talked about if this, um, if the look, um, if the costume still exists right Mm -hmm. the madam satan dress and whole ensemble yes so we had gotten a we gotten a friend over on instagram his name is damian matthews you can follow him at damian matthews and he um sent us some information on this so he found actual photo photo evidence of the actual madam satan rap the cape being borrowed from the Cecil B. DeMille mm-hmm. Trust to do the Met exhibit. So there's, I can actually, I will post this on our Facebook page and um, it's really cool. It has that in, um, that it, in, he's basically, there. it was checked out or it was actually in the, um, the Cecil B. DeMille Trust and, um, and in the, I want to say it was in, yeah. So, um, there's some other things that still exist in there. Um, I haven't, I haven't been able to find if it actually still is in the trust because he was mentioning that in 2011, the Cape was on display at the lobby of the USC school of cinematic arts where the, um, the archives are held. Yeah. So he got to see this thing in person. So, which is really, really fucking cool. Um, and I just had a quick, I had like a conversation with him on Instagram and just seeing if he knew if the gown actually still existed. And he said he hadn't seen it and it doesn't seem to be part of the archive from the Cecil B. Mm-hmm. DeMille archive. So very cool to have a follow-up on Madam Satan. And so, and I think now that, and I looked back at the photos from the, the photo that exists from the Diana Vreeland um, Met exhibit, it does appear mm-hmm. as though it's just the cape. So yeah. there doesn't seem to be at the, the dress is present in that photo. Mm-hmm. So I have to assume that the dress may not be with us oh, anymore, geez. but you never know. It could turn up. So I, a little bit more digging I have to do to see, cause I was looking briefly at the Cecil B. DeMille archive and it didn't seem, it didn't list the actual articles. It just listed mm-hmm. the films that were, that are housed there. So anyhow, yeah. 
Maybe we could plan a trip to the Cecil B. DeMille archive. Ooh, la la. You know, because we're professionals. And shit. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. We'll figure it out. That, that'll maybe be so much fun. But I know, right? So much more to figure out on that. But it was so great to hear from a fan that actually had some yeah. information that could help us follow that up. So that's a fun little annex. But thank you for the breaking old Hollywood that. news, Philip. Thank you, Danny. I love Matthews. that we're here for this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ruby slippers, Madam Satan dress. We're here for you. Yes. Um, so I have, a, that's pretty much all I have before mm-hmm. we just launch right into the episode. If you have anything yeah. else, Kathleen. Oh, no. Just happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween, and thank you, you so much, Dana, for um, welcoming welcoming us into your home um, so we could record this episode and um, have you talk all about this movie. We we, we can't thank you enough. Fantastic. Uh, stay in touch with us over on social media, all the usual suspects, Facebook, um, Twitter, at OHR Podcast. Email us. Uh, give us five stars and a rate us over on iTunes. It helps us out with, um, with uh, you know, people seeing the show and finding the show mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, yeah, so do that. And in the meantime, thank you for listening to OHR. Goodbye. (laughs) Oh, shit. We are good. Um, Hi, Kathleen. Hi, Philip. Um, I think we should get to it right away. Sure. Because we're super excited to bring a special guest today. That's right. All the way from Hollywood. Mr. Dana J. Gould. I, we're in Hollywood. Yes, we are. You may this is rec- the shortest commute I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so we're super... First of all, we need to get it out of the way. Um, we're super excited to be here. Yeah. Oh, like, well, super, thank you for coming by. Uh, I'm, I'm going to blow up Kathleen's spot. She's a huge fan of your Morrissey bit. Yeah, yeah, oh, there you go. I've, I've heard your stand-up... I'm 40, so like... Uh, a teenager. So like, you know who I am. Yeah, yeah very much so, yes. Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah. I, yeah, love your stand-up comedy. Oh, thank you. I, <laughs> and storytelling. <so. laughs> no, no worries. Oh, and we are huge fans of the podcast, too. Yeah. I was actually Oh, re- thank you. Yes. Well, we're at the very table where I record it. Yay. Oh, yeah, it's, it's hallowed awesome. ground. I love it. Yeah. And it, just a reminder that I have to get working on... I have all the pieces for the next one. I just have to start slogging it into. Yeah, I know. And your, yeah. your show no, it, so like seems so labor intensive just because yeah. of how much content it is. It is but it's yeah. fantastic. It's so. content heavy. It's great. Yeah. Though. It's wonderful. It's, it makes it's, a good listen. It's for... a thick meal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's great for commuting though, because sometimes oh, you want yeah. that to kind of you know tune things out, <laughs> tune out traffic. Yeah, I know we're not. I know we're not here to talk about me, and thank God. But I, I, I will say, but like, I, though, every month I question. Every month, like I like. I shouldn't do it this way. It's all all wasted time. It's wasted energy. It's wasted effort. But people do tend to like it. And I can't do... My lifestyle and work requirements are such that I... You, like, you can do a weekly podcast if that's your job. Yes. It, it, absolutely. And that's actually yeah. one thing that we've we we've, yeah. we've come up against is we have real yeah. jobs. So that's why we do the podcast yeah. every two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. even yeah. then, we're yeah. just sometimes really, it's a nail biter. I have five jobs. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I will do this yeah. when I can. No. Yeah. Well, we're actually here because we brought you, we contacted you to talk about one of your favorite movies. Absolutely. Um, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yes. Absolutely. Um, you can see. I, yes. I have a little... Wonderful. I, um, Dana Glad, um, so nicely showed us his original <laughs> flying saucer from the movie, which yes. was yes. so cool. That's um, one of the, I have, yeah, I, I, there's a story to that. I'm a big fan of it. And, um, you know, because I'm a little in the public eye, people know that I'm a fan of it. And I have be, become friends. I'm living out here as long as I have here in beautiful Hollywood, California. <laughs> uh, 
became friends with Bob Burns, who is a very famous collector of uh, cinema memorabilia. Um, and I think I met him. There was like two collectors here in L.A. There was Forrest Ackerman, who was the editor of Famous Monsters magazine, mm-hmm. and he had a giant house full of props called the Acker Mansion. And then there was Bob Burns, who uh, had a smaller collection, but equally as astounding. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, Forrest Ackerman, you used to be able to just call up. His number was 213 Moon Fan. <laughs> and I read it in Famous Monsters. And I, li- I moved here in like 89. Mm-hmm. And I just called it up. And I got the answering machine. And wow. I went to an open house there. And it was, it was the craziest. That's so and, cool. Yeah. And then I met Bob, I think, through Greg Nicotero, uh, from the walk- now from The Walking Dead. Then, just, then he was just Greg Nicotero. Um, <laughs> And you know I'm a big Plan Nine fan, and and uh, and Bob uh, uh, ended up gifting me uh, one of the. He had two of the saucers, and he had one saucer on loan uh, to the ones that is in his collection, and one was on loan for the uh, Sci-Fi Museum in Seattle. Oh, wow! And, uh, when I it was returned, I uh, I used it. I do these live stage readings of it. Uh, we're doing yeah. another one on October 11th uh, here at uh, Largo in yeah. Los Angeles. And uh, I, I borrowed it to display it, and then, uh, and then uh, I went to give it back to him. He goes, no, you keep it. That's fantastic. And I literally got choked up. I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just went through the small tear just kind yeah. of forming. <laughs> no, it was, it was. It's like passing the legacy on. To it was, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was a huge, it was a huge deal for me. That's and and um, Bobcat Goldthwaite, who's also a giant Plan 9 fan, and, and as a. Uh, Edward tattoo, <laughs> and uh, when I showed it to him, it it, it is like a, ch- a chunk of the arc. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. Like blow dart to the neck. It's okay. yeah, it's very, very <laughs> Ow! Gold wing. <laughs> Gold wing. He's I in the read. He plays the uh, he plays the uh, galactic leader. In the oh, movie. that's awesome! Oh I love any yeah. reason you can like shake your fist at the air. It's like my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Is, <laughs> that's, um, so um, I, I love to get like your history on what what is what is it about Plan Nine mm-hmm. and what was the first experience with it? Like, what's the what's your personal history with Plan Nine? You know, I was a big monster kid, as I'm sure both of you were. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even though you're a girl, <laughs> um, yeah, we're we're more on the too. glamour side yeah. of things. Personally, yeah. <laughs> being a big old mo, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, give me the sequence and the rhyme. You're, you're just yeah. north of West Hollywood, there, so yes. you're in good shape. Um, you really have got to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Weird things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like sending a chimp to the planet of the apes. Uh, you just love it. It's made for you. Um, but. Uh, uh, I was a big monster movie kid like everybody else and then I became a comedian. I was living in Boston. I was aware of it. Like I knew I knew of Vampira. Mm-hmm. My mother would always reference Vampira. Hmm. My mother got me in like when I was a little kid, uh, my mother w- would let me watch horror movies, let me stay up late and watch horror She loved them and we would watch like drag- that's how I got exposed to Frankenstein and the Wolfman. And, like at very like seven, eight, nine years old. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. And uh, my mom let me watch him, and she would always reference Vampira. And then I, seeing her in Plan Nine from Outer Space and Famous Monsters, like I was aware of it, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what it was. Mm. Uh, and then when the Golden Turkey Awards was published in the mid '80s, it suddenly yeah. 
became famous as the worst movie of all time. And again, this is all just in the in the ether. Like, right. oh yeah, yeah, I know. And by that time, I was a comedian and you know working around. And it was uh, Tom Kenny, who oh. uh, is now famous as the voice of SpongeBob. Uh, but at the time, uh, we both were comedians coming up in Boston together, and uh, Tom, uh, Tom and his roommates, uh, we all lived together, and we all kind of traveled in a pack, and uh, and they were finally watched Plan Nine with them, and was it, it's just a revelation. Like I had no idea. I thought <laughs> yeah. it was just a bad horror movie you know or a cheapy horror movie mm-hmm. um and then you realize no it's this whole other thing and and yeah. and it was it was like discovering like i grew up uh you know in the small town and you had you know rock music and ro- the rock music in my high school was the big you know, it was led zeppelin and jethro tull and all that mm-hmm. stuff and right. then like, you go to college and you discover the Clash and Elvis Costello and the English Beat and yeah. all this stuff. And it, yeah. it's a revelation. And, mm-hmm. and like, like Plan 9 was discovering Elvis Costello. It was oh. like, oh my God, there's this whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is how I felt about Elvis too. And uh, that it was, it was just, it was terrible, but brilliantly terrible mm-hmm. and hilarious all the way through. It wasn't just, it's a bad movie that's funny for the first five minutes. You can't believe how bad it right. is. No, Plan 9 is consistently, hilariously terrible in new ways all the way through. Yeah. yeah. Like, it never stops. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then it just became sort of this secret handshake. Uh, it was uh. like, if you're into Plan 9, there's a whole other, you know, it's like, Oh, so you're deep down in the, you know, in the muck of it all. Like if you plan nine, then I know like you like horror movies, but you have a ironic sense of humor yeah. and, mm-hmm. and you can appreciate weird, nerdy crap. Uh, and so it really is, it is sort of like a secret handshake with people. If people are really into plan nine, it speaks a lot of them and you, it, it tells you like, yeah, I'm in your, I'm on your team. I know all the stuff that you, I'm into all the same stuff that you like. That's fantastic. Um, and so, you know, being a comedian, obviously, I appreciate how funny it is, even though it's not <laughs> intentional. Yeah. Um, then I moved to, uh, and and I gotten a uh, a lobby card somewhere along the line of uh, the from the movie. I still have it. Which that seems uh, like it might be super rare, just because it was such a small release. Yeah, like, it was. They, it was, a, but it was a ra- it was a small release. But yeah, you could. It was a small release, but at the time that I got this stuff, it was a stuff was around, but okay. people didn't know that it was like there was right. no difference between like Plan Nine from Outer Space and um, uh, It Conquered the World. Oh, okay. like to them yeah. it was all of a piece. Oh, okay, yeah. and if you looked, you could find stuff. And I found a, lo- a lobby car with Vampira on it, and I just sort of that just sort of traveled with me. It was in my apartment in Boston. It traveled with me when I moved to San Francisco. It traveled with me when I moved down to LA. I still have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I found out through, uh, there's a store on Hollywood Boulevard called Hollywood Book and Poster, uh, 
Oh yeah, I know is, that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually used to work at Collector's Bookstore. Oh okay. Yeah. All right. so, Great. So you know, uh, Holly. Yeah. yeah. So we would always refer back and forth right. people to those. Well, then stores. you probably yeah. know Carol Hernandez. I. I well, I don't. I don't think I know. I worked with like um, Mark and mm-hmm. um, yeah. some other people. I don't. I didn't right. meet too many people. Well, Carol, there, but. Carol, uh, Carol Hernandez worked there in the um, late '80s, early '90s. Oh, okay. I was um, only there like '99 to 2000. Okay, no, she so, was already yeah. gone. I think yeah. by that time. Um, but she was very lovely, and she was married to uh, a friend of a friend of mine. She was married mm. to Gilbert Hernandez, the the uh, cartoonist. Oh, cool. Gilbert and Jaime, who write Love and Rockets. Oh. Uh, and I'm was friends with Dan Klaus, who is another great graphic artist. And so they're all like, oh yeah, my friend's wife works at that store. I go, oh, yeah. I go in there all the time and buy movie books and things. So I met Carol, became friends with Carol, and Carol said, oh yeah, I'm, I'm actually friends with Myla Nurmi. Because I would always look for Plan 9 wow. stuff. Oh, wow. And she goes, oh, I'm friends with Myla. She comes in here all the time. Wow. Right around that time. <laughs> just, yeah. Just um, right around that time. Uh, they said they were. They Wait, were, did we did we set up that Myla Nurmi is vampire? Did we? Yeah, Myla okay. Nurmi is uh, the name of the uh, is okay. the name of uh, the the woman who was vampire. Right. Okay. Uh, and uh, and yeah, I just had this, and I think I was like, I have this lobby card. Is it worth anything? And I didn't want to part with it, but I was curious. And uh, right around this time, it was about 1992-93, I was pretty well established, and I was working. Uh, as an actor and a comedian. And uh, they said they're uh, going to make a movie. Uh, they're making a biography of Ed Wood mm-hmm. uh, uh, that Tim Burton's going to make. And it was like, that's insane. How is that's <laughs> How? <laughs> how was that happening? Uh, and I, I did audition for Ed Wood. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I did. No I did way. audition oh, for wow. Ed. Um, not to play Ed Wood. I auditioned to play <laughs> uh, Paul Marco. I never had a shot, but I did audition. Wow. Um but uh, I reached out to Carol and ended up um, meeting. I, I wanted to do what Vampire did. I always thought I would. I would like to host horror movies and mm-hmm. be funny uh, <laughs> along along the way. And so I sold an idea to uh, the Sci Fi Channel called the Big Scary Movie Show, where I would host horror movies. And and I wanted it to become a weekly thing. And they said, Well, let's just do six of them, and we'll run them Halloween week. And I said, okay. And, and I did it exactly like my podcast. I made everyone crazily labor intensive <laughs> um, for every single one. Like, I, I love Sven Gulli. I watch Sven Gulli yeah. all the time. And, uh, and I'm, you know, again, like, become friends with Rich Coast. And I'm like, you do it. It's so easy the way you do it. I think it's such a. So I would, I interviewed, cele- like, every. I did the Wolfman, and I interviewed John Landis, and talked about American Wolf in London. Oh, God, I did so cool, uh, Bride of Frankenstein. I talked. No, I, I did Frankenstein. I talked to interviewed Rick Baker. Did Bride of Frankenstein. I uh, interviewed uh, what's his name who did Hellraiser. Uh, uh, Clive Barker. Clive or, Barker. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, and and then when I did Dracula, I interviewed Myla Nermi because she knew Bela yeah. Lugosi. Uh, and so I reached out to Carol. I said I was I was doing this thing, and you know I'll pay you. And and uh, and she didn't have a phone. She you wrote her a letter. I wrote her gave oh, a letter wow. to Carol. Wow. Yeah, I had to give a letter to Carol. It was like meeting, uh, you know, a reclusive. Yeah, it's like yeah, meeting a funny Norma Desmond. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
so I did. I sent the letter, and Carol, like, no, I know him. He's legit. He's a very nice person. There's nothing spooky yeah. about this. Yeah. He's not and, a he's not a foot smeller. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's not a um, sniffer. He's not a sniffer. Um, so she agreed to do it, and then I met her, and then I, I interviewed her, and that's on YouTube. They you know, that, that's still mm-hmm. on on YouTube now, and then we became pen pals because she didn't have a phone. And then I would meet her about a, once a month, like my mm-hmm. podcast, but once a month. We would go uh, and have lunch at Musso and Frank's, which oh, was yeah. on Hollywood Boulevard, which is where we would always mm-hmm. uh, meet. And, uh, and then uh, I, we just became closer and closer. And then she had to move, and I helped her move. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you just sort of... Uh, she had a lot of... Uh, she never had any children, um, and she was, she got divorced in 1954. Oh, yeah. So, wow. so that's, or some in the late 50s, uh, if not 54. Um, and you had people in her life, but she didn't, she had, a, she had people in her life, but she didn't have a, an abundance of dependable people in her right. life. Um, and I became one of those people. Uh, and so, as I said, like I, then the, you know, the movie Ed Wood came out and I loved it so much. I lived it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then I became, yeah. you know, the, the Ed Wood to her Bill Lugosi, although she wasn't addicted to morphine, but oh, she was yeah, addicted yeah. to poverty. She yeah. was, yeah. oh, you know, wow. she was, uh, she would, yeah. If you, as if you gave her a gold bar, she would run out and have it bronzed. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. But, uh, but yeah, we became, we became very good friends. And and uh, and then oddly, over the course of you know my life here and my career, I have become really good friends with the, the people that wrote Ed Wood. Uh, oh, wow. Scott Alexander and Larry Karaszewski are now like two of my very closest friends. Yeah. So it's really it's a very bizarre like it's a very wow. small world. That's so uh, amazing. You know, yeah, one of the other one of the one of the other ways that uh, Plan Nine and and Ed Wood and Vampira all sort of kept in the consciousness was um, Drew and Josh Allen Friedman and their uh, cartoons, I think, in Screw and, and a bunch of uh, alternative uh, um, magazines in New York, all, you know, alt comics. Yeah. And they had a book called Any Relation to Persons Living or Dead is Purely Coincidental. And mm-hmm. they had cartoons in there like Tor Johnson at Home, Tor Johnson's <laughs> Night on the Town. And, you know, Old Bell Lugosi at the grocery store. And just like, again, these things like, as, as I, I use this a lot, but it, it, it applies, uh, as, as Andy Kindler used to say, the, the target audience of this is men my age who are me. <laughs> there's, there's no other way to... to uh, and uh, and then yeah, over the course through Scott and Larry, I met Drew and became friends with Drew, and so all of these people that sort of helped define my sense of humor, uh, I've since become friends with, which is really cool. And no one's awesome. and everyone's great. Everybody's really funny and yeah. smart. Yeah, that's um, so awesome. So cool. I just love that you guys yeah. are able to kind of keep this alive in a way because it's like yeah. it's so fascinating to me that like I was watching it the other day because I haven't seen I hadn't seen it until we had we got in contact to actually do the podcast and what'd you uh, think uh, well (laughs) so many thoughts (laughs) where to begin (laughs) um just and then also it's not boring uh, it's (laughs) not boring i'm just like this certainly is a movie (laughs) 
movie. This um, is definitely and, a movie. And then I also just listening to the podcast, um, You Must Remember This, and uh, yeah, deep yeah. dive on Bella Lugosi's yes. life and hearing about all the shit that he was going through. And then she kind of deep dived a little bit into what was happening with she's the, really the whole Edward. I mean, she's like, just really unfair to Lon Chaney Jr. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's going to bug not up her ass about Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, Karina will have you on the podcast anytime. Yeah. Oh, she's lovely. And my, uh, Wow. I, yeah. I love that podcast. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. you know what? It's Give like, the guy a break. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but um, bit, yeah. I just—he's really good in two movies. <laughs> <laughs> Who can you say? Who else? He's really yeah. good in Of Mice and Men, and he's really good in The Wolfman. It's he like, is really good. Okay, in the yeah. Wolfman. that's yeah. good. That's two yeah. movies yeah. more than a lot. I'm of I'm not even good in yeah. one movie. Yes, me <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought she was really unfair to that too, because my my mom grew up. She she actually grew up in Long Beach in the 50s and 60s and loved monster movies sure. oh, and wow, vampire and all that. So I grew up with that because of her but she always like the wolfman and the mummy and those were yeah. like and i yeah. i loved him and i mean he's i, I thought he was so emotional and like great yeah. you feel for him you know? well so. yeah well the interesting thing is if you, if you go there which she didn't uh, and this is armchair psychology and i don't want to get <laughs> i don't want to get i don't want to get sued we love you karina <laughs> yeah no but, but ron cheney jr had a big drinking problem i mean yeah, yeah which and, is so he's brilliant as the Wolfman because it's a guy with an uncontrollable problem. Yeah. yeah. And it clicked. And yeah. it's like right actor for the right yeah. role. And he's it's really It's like, good. is he acting yeah. sort of thing? It's exactly. Sort of like, and like he had he, a very kind of, yeah. you know, a working class attitude towards acting. I just yeah. Like, he's not as... He's he's not a great actor. Yeah. He but Harrison he's Ford's not, it. Yeah. He Harrison Ford's it. And he's, yeah, you know, well put. Yeah. He Harrison, a, as Bruce Campbell would say, he's yeah. a ham and egger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ham and egger. Nothing wrong with it. I would put myself in that category. Um, as I, I, I act, but I like, I know just enough to not humiliate myself. Yeah. Um, um, but, but uh, yeah, I, I, uh, but yeah, but all that uh, came out on uh, Karina's podcast. I just, yeah. I, I was just watching it and thinking about all of that because I had so much kind of background information when I watched it that I realized that I'm like there's a lot more to this story than mm-hmm. what we're actually just getting because I'm thinking you know it's like people could say oh this is just like the biggest movie this is like the kind of like the worst movie of all time but I mean, you have to think about it this was like an independent film like this it's was, not the worst but, yeah. but I mean, it's also like no. it's like the fact that this even is in our consciousness is almost kind of a miracle it's, it itself. is a miracle and that is what that was the whole point of the, of the movie Ed Wood and it's what mm-hmm. uh uh, it's what Goldthwait says about him too, which I, I wish I wish was here. Um, Me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you should, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, sh- I should have thought to ask. Him. <laughs> Gonna see him this week. Oh. Um, what are we do? We're doing something that you guys would really like, um, and I can't. everything probably. Uh, we're going. Oh, we're going to the Magic Castle to see. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, oh, to see Rob Zabrecki, who's uh, brilliant, former lead singer of Possum Dixon. I don't know. Um, that. I wish I. You say you have so many references where I'm just like, uh huh, yeah, uh huh. Uh, Possum Dixon was a big all, all band in the night. Oh. Um, long story longer. Uh, yeah, the fact he got four or five movies made. Yeah, like yeah. it's just that, he has, that's no right small task. Yeah, and, exactly. And and the movie Glen or Glenda, which is as Scott Alexander says, is a different movie every five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think this movie's a little bit too of like a right. couple of movies kind of smash yeah. bang together. But 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 Glen or Glenda, I think it came out. I think it was released fifty four or early fifty two, maybe. Wow, that's it's basically a guy saying, "Yeah, I like to dress up in women's clothing." Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with it. And 
That's progressive for 52. Yeah. It's progressive for 2002. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's progr- you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's no. in the past five years yeah. we're letting go of that bullshit. Yeah. And uh, it's, a, yeah, and you watch it and it's, it's 1952 is really ahead of its time. Yeah. yeah. Um, as, as Scott and Larry said, if they were to write, you know, their whole approach to writing biopics is to, to one, write the biographies of, of, of people that weren't great. Mm-hmm. You know, like they they, yeah. they want to do they didn't want to do Roosevelt or Lindbergh. Yeah. They wanted to do Larry Flint and Ed Wood, people nice. that normally wouldn't get biographies made of them, yeah. and to tell it and and not in a in a boring dramatic way, but in an exciting, uh, with real dramaturgy and really yeah. telling a story, as as Larry would say. If they were to structure the movie the way they want, Glenn or Glenda would have been the last movie he made because oh. it's the one where he really comes out and says, yeah. this is who I am and I want to be accepted. And it didn't work out that way. It was mm-hmm. one of the right. first movies he made. Um, but Plan 9 uh, is never boring. Yeah. Which, that's a bad movie. Yeah. You know, you know... If you ask me the, the worst movie of all time, it's any Transformers movie. Or like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it's never boring. It, and it's funny, albeit unintentionally, yeah. all the way through. And right. just when you think they've run out of ways to be funny, <laughs> Dudley Manlove comes in as Eros, <laughs> and there's a whole other Oh, it's my, a whole God. Other, oh whole my God. Oh, my God thing to unpack my favorite thing honestly yeah. though was like the the queen of all queens is the ruler where yeah, bunny breckenridge like, <laughs> yeah bunny breckenridge like beautiful hand gestures it was like liverashi is like he's it's, just it's like, amazing it's and, and so funny bill murray actually underplays him in ed wood oh I, I think God. if bill murray played him note for note yeah he would have been accused of overacting i mean but it's so, so good where he's just like yeah. you know he just has that like 1950s like just like this sort of flourish. like yeah. Yeah. i mean like he's uh, basically a drag queen out of yes. out of drag it's yeah. just yeah. like and he, and he was he, he was so good yeah i'm he, just like i want to be that man when i grow up <laughs> <laughs> and hilariously myla was friends with a lot of old myla was really great she was really cool and really funny and she was an old there's a lot of people that recast what Myla did and 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 they and they put stuff on it that wasn't there she was a feminist icon like a little revisionist history yeah yeah Yeah. she was a beatnik chick yeah and was uh, a, a misanthrope and was really dark and really sarcastic and and did not suffer fools it's like the og goth girl like, she really yeah. was but like, yeah she really was and uh she invented that look yeah yeah and, like but she was not you know she was an actress and she had a gig mm-hmm. yeah. you know and and but as she took it seriously i i loved the documentary yeah. on her and how like she talked about her routine and fasting and yeah oh like, va- va- the yeah. vampire in me the yeah. Vampire yeah. Greens, yeah yeah and, that's a really and, nice and one. like and ed wood she just comes in like in costume and i wondered i'm like does she just have that like does she do her yeah. own thing and like she was yeah. her own stylist and yeah and she said i don't want to talk let me play it i mean she like, did say like yeah. i don't want dialogue i'll yeah. play it mute and let me just go in and i think it was i mean like, she was fantastic the in the movie like she looked yeah. great she looked amazing yeah and she said she was never shot better than she was in in plan nine that she really looked gorgeous yeah yeah, um, yeah she did amazing and oh, it was so funny because my fiance has zero interest in like this in uh-huh. fact <laughs> he came in while i was watching it and because i was watching it in bed and he laid down and he's like 
he was just like, so how much longer do you got on the movie? And I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, I was like, uh, we could turn it off and watch reruns of Reba if you want. <laughs> and then the next day he was like, look, I lasted 10 minutes. Give me that. It's a good, no, it's, it's a minute. Yeah, my wife, my wife says to her, God bless her. God bless her. You know, I mean, um, it's, but it's so funny because he was actually being like, wow, did he, because it was during one of the vampire scenes and he's like, girl was snatched like that yeah. waist was like he's just like that looks crazy even by today's yeah. standards like that's just and she was tall she was yeah. like right yep. i mean she wasn't yep. fantastic yeah. yeah no it was it was great she she looked great but and she was she was really uh funny and mm-hmm. really uh sarcastic mm-hmm. and you know she was really no fan of, of ed wood she was really yeah. thought it wow. was really beneath her um but that's what she ended up being known Nothing, for yeah. more than than anything yeah. and it's i think it's because it's pretty much the only thing that survived right yeah no, there's some I'm, there's yeah. a little sna- snippets yeah. of video here and there right. that surface and i'm right. so sad her show didn't survive because, because when, was, when i learned yeah. about it yeah. on that documentary i'm just like oh where is this yeah I and, I, and all the footage Beautiful. that is survived is is in that doc and Ray's yeah. doc there's more footage that just surfaced of her on like the red skeleton show or something oh so it's all Uh, just it's it's interesting it's like not any none of the shows survived because it was all shot live yeah it's all and and then it's of course all just like and then anything else was just sort of like special appearances on yeah she uh, yeah she yeah i think the it's the george global show or the uh, yeah that that survived and 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 it's around but uh she she was she, I really I really uh, enjoyed her uh, as a as a friend and uh, that's fantastic. She Thanks. was yeah. very uh, just, yeah. She, she seems was really amazing. Like yeah. she just comes through on the, her interviews as being really snappy and funny. yeah. She was <laughs> she was that even, even in her, like older. It's like you know I, yeah. I no, she was, was totally sharp and, and she didn't have like a decline. Um, yeah, you know when yeah. Uh, she. It was still all up here, you know. Yeah, no, she and one night she just went to bed and her heart gave out. Oh um, wow, yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, Jeez. um, we generally actually we generally give the stats of the movie sort of like yeah, give us <laughs> we're a, just way out of we're way out of um, yeah, that's it's quite, being thrown all off. Well, off give the stats of the movie. And I can provide um, color. The, the the one thing about the movie that is also I will say in its defenses. The story is not terrible. Like it's no, a, it's, it's a pretty good idea. Uh, yes, it's, it. Th- that's the end of it. it yes. it's told terribly. Yes. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. But but the. I mean the. He basically combined the day the Earth stood still, which had come out, mm-hmm. and Night of the Living Dead, which had yet yeah. to come out. Yes. That's that's not a terrible idea. No, it's no, not. It's not. <laughs> yeah. it's, I, it's not a. It's not a bad idea. The, yeah. It's and, told horribly. Yes. Yeah. But like science fiction and the undead are it's, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's kind a of science awesome. fiction. Like, it's a. It's a science fiction movie that's also a horror movie. Yeah. Yes. And it's th- th- and that I think also contributes to it. Yeah. And yeah. It, you know that alone is like. That's not a bad idea. No, it's not. That's, that's a it's a solid. I, that's a professional idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, like, uh, quickly, just this. Um. It's from 1959. It was mm-hmm. uh, from. It's called. It was under Reynolds Pictures. Yeah. Uh, J. Edward Reynolds. The uh, major. The major cast is Gregory Walcott plays Jeff Trent, the pilot. His wife Paula is played by Mona McKinnon. We've got let's. Um. We've got Inspector Daniel Clay is played by Tor Johnson, who does an amazing job. He I was a kind of a very. Very famous professional wrestler wrestled um, under the name the Swedish Angel. Honestly, wow. I gotta say, like, and he's also he's in other movies. He's in the Beast of Yucca Flats. Oh he's yes, in, uh, I he's that. in another movie yeah. with 
the, uh, the Black Sleep, I think it's called, with Lon Chaney Jr. and John oh, Carradine. Wow. He was okay. a bit, yeah, he was a, you know. Like a character actor. He was a character yeah, actor that yeah. worked a lot. And, nice. uh, Rick Baker knew him. Uh, he lived wow. out in Agora. Oh, wow. And, uh, and Rick and his friends knew him as uh, kids. And, and Oh, wow. Uh, he had a big, yeah, he has the, a lot of dialogue and could barely speak English. I know. <laughs> actually, his, like, the way that they shot his rise from the grave was actually pretty compelling. Very I was like, com- that's yeah. actually a really good Very shot. Iconic. Like, I was like, yep. there are, I mean, like, like I said, this, is a movie. Yeah, like, yeah. Who, fa- who found them? Uh, <laughs> man, and then and then the other line is man and girl. <laughs> also, get the statement. Just, it never gets tiring. Yeah. Don't his scars like move to different places? Like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah. It's all um, over the joint. Yeah. So there's we, a really great documentary about it called the. Uh, I think it's called Flying Saucers Over Hollywood. The Plan uh-huh. Nine Companion. Oh wow! Oh, really, I have okay. to watch that. It's really well done. Nice. It's really, really well done. Uh, so we've got Dudley Man Love is Eros, which that that name is just yep. everything. Yeah, it's a, yeah, um, sums it all. Yeah. He was a, <laughs> Dudley Man Love was a uh, I believe he was a had a jazz, had a band uh, and was like a jazz orchestra. He huh. was also an announcer. I believe he was the uh, he's announced on a lot of radio game shows. Like if you listen to. Radio classics oh. sometimes, oh, yeah. and they have like an old "You Bet Your Life" or something. Oh. Thank you, Dudley Manlove tonight. Oh. Yeah, he was. Oh, nice. He was. And Gregory Walcott, who played um, the Jeff, Jeff Trent. Yeah, he worked a lot. He was in. Um, I just uh, he was in uh, the Sugarland Express, which was Steven Spielberg's first movie. Oh wow! Uh, I had a pretty big role in Sugarland Express. Uh, I saw him on Perry Mason the other night. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, he was a big strapping actor. He worked a lot. He's yeah. in Ed Wood. Yeah, he... Oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was a good-looking dude. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I'm like, I'm like, good... I'm like, you go, girl, Paula. Get yours. <laughs> yep. He had that 50s lantern. Yeah. What's, yeah. what's the problem here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we've got Joanna Lee as Tana and my... And, uh, you know, my personal hero, John Breckenridge as the ruler. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> known as know. Bunny. Bunny Breckenridge. Bunny Breckenridge. <laughs> yep. Who I believe is only passed recently. Oh wow, yeah, he, Jesus! He I mean, around. that man is no—that man is no stranger to a caftan. Like yeah. he knows no, his yeah. way around a caftan believe, or a kimono. He's yeah. definitely like got and a I few of those. He did well in the in Ed Wood. He's planning on going to Mexico for a gender transition surgery. Oh really? Wow! And I believe he. I believe he did try to do that, and and then. Uh, disaster struck or something yeah but uh no he he was uh he, he's the real deal and again he is played by bill murray and bill murray is underplaying it I because if it. he played it as bunny where he's just like people this, would have just like gone, the worst cut, bill stere- turn it down yeah turn it down. <laughs> he's just being like the stereotype of, like the most stereotype of a stereotype of a gay man yeah there's a there's a line there's a line in the movie where uh he's referring to tor johnson he literally goes Bring in the giants, though the time may get a better look at him. Bring in the big one. Yeah, he's on. Bill Murray is just like, you can tell Bill Murray's like, I don't want to get critically lambasted. Bring in the giant. So I guess he would be. Um, And then uh, rounding it out, we got Myla Nurmi, um, a.k.a. Vampire as the vampire girl, and Bella Lugosi as the old man and the ghoul man. Right, but what's interesting Um, is in the story... Vampira is playing Bella Lugosi's wife. Yes, so I love like, that. I, I was like, what did I, she look like? Is that yeah. how she looked on the reg? Like, yeah, this old, old, 
old man was married, married to the to super hot, hot goth chick. <laughs> yes. How like, did he live longer than her? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, did she go grocery shopping in that outfit? Like, what, the, like, what was her day-to-day look? I like, don't know what happened or how that happened. Yeah, but like, I just love the idea him. of her like, writing out her will. She's like, when I'm buried, this is what I need to look like. <laughs> She's like, put me in this yeah, gown exactly. and my waist zincher. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. 17 inches. Yes. Gosh. And Lisa Marie, who played her in the movie, Ed Wood, I mean, she she kind of like nailed her whole figure and everything. That's so with, awesome. Yeah, she, she was great. They yeah. wanted the original idea was um, that, that actress... It was a friend of Madonna's, Deborah. Oh, Debbie Mazar. Debbie Mazar. Oh, oh the OG. Who replaced me on a sitcom. She already has the, the eyes. Perfect. Those when you think of it, it's get Dana Gould or Debbie Mazar. <laughs> I mean, interchangeable. It's like, show me two photos. I can't tell uh, you yeah. apart. Um, she would have also, uh, she would have also she done a great fantastic. job. I'm not going to lie. The most traction I've ever gotten on a tweet was posting a photo of her next to the original Barbie and saying separated at birth question mark. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that literally got so many retweets. Oh, that's really and I was true. just like, and I was like, wow. Wow, who knew Debbie Mazar and because oh, she does yeah. look like the original Barbie, would, you know, like it's she, out of control. She did replace me on a sitcom once uh, on a show called Working. Uh, I remember oh, that show. Yeah, yes. Fred Savage. Oh, I yeah. did the first season and then I, I was I was not asked back. And then uh, Debbie, <laughs> Debbie Mazar came in in season two, and then we were at like a Bed Bath and Beyond, and. I was staring. I was like, I think that's Debbie Mazar. And she caught me staring at her. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh God. God. Yeah, and I, then I felt like a jerk. So I actually went up to her and I went, I apologize for staring at you. I th- think you replaced me on a TV show. Are you Debbie Mazar? And yeah. she went, oh, you're Dana. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was nice. lovely. Yeah, she was lovely. Oh, she God. couldn't have been nice oh, about awesome. I, I apologize. I, yeah. I, I think that you... I think I got you a job. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw her on the street the last time I was in New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's wow. stunning. She's yeah. really yeah, still, stunning. Yeah. She's still amazing. Yeah. Um, the costume designer on this movie, because that's what we generally focus on. Is, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, it's all it's all. It's Wherever all you go, you thing. go where you can. Um, yeah. His name is Dick um, Richard Cheney. He was credited as Dick Cheney as oh, the that, yeah, uh, wardrobe. You see his one. credit in the movie. Like, Dick yeah. Cheney. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, Boy, of he course, changed. the director. <laughs> yes. And of course, the director is Ed Wood. Um, yeah. I Edward, did want to D Wood Jr. Nice. I do made in Hollywood, California. That's what it says at the end. I, which I love that. I love yeah. that he's so like kind of like just the fact that it like takes place in Hollywood, California. And I there's do like too. fly yeah. flying saucers over Hollywood. And it's like it's so like branding. kind of oddly out of place where you would expect it. it in like a cornfield or something, but it's just like yeah, in Valhalla Cemetery yeah, in Burbank. It's so yeah. interesting. I, and you know that I I'm from I grew up in Massachusetts and. It was like I I love living here. I don't want to. I'm one of those people. I love Los Angeles, uh, and I and part of it is that like yeah. I just love the weird. Like it's you know it's 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 history doesn't really exist before 1920. No, <laughs> yes. I love that. Too. But it's all earlier. It's all and the history is completely cheese whiz I love uh, that too. There's but yeah, a, it's yeah. great. It's I I really uh, and and that's a big part of like. Uh, th- you know that is what I, I really love about Los Angeles. Yeah, I, we yeah. were talking about that actually earlier today, driving around. We were just like, God, yeah. like just to know that like so many weird, like so like like pop culture touch points happened in this city all the way back to like the teens and mm-hmm. stuff that are just like it's so weird the last now. time we were here last year at the mm-hmm. same time and we were staying up in like uh, Beachwood, uh, Beachwood Canyon oh yeah and, like and we were, were you some Airbnb Beachwood. in Beachwood Canyon I forget the name where I used to live exactly on 2135 we Beachwood 
Okay. Right Beachwood and Scenic. So right if you need to murder Dana Gould in the past, <laughs> you can catch him there. That's right. If you need um, to catch me, I'm at Beachwood and Scenic. Yeah. Um, we, I think we were there because we were right underneath the Hollywood sign. Yeah. But then we were there was a book in the in the Airbnb that had like all the houses in the area. And oh, ho- the Hollywood there. Land. Yeah. yeah, yeah Hollywood and it land, had like yeah. right, well, the Hollywood right, sign was it was a real estate development. Yes. yes. Called yeah. Hollywood yeah. Land. Yeah. yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. And we were like down the street, like walking distance to like Busby Berkeley's house. Yep. And we're just like Busby yeah. Berkeley yep. lived here. Like that is so rad. Crazy, I'm like yeah. he was a nightmare of a director, but like it was cool that he lived here. Like yeah. that's so amazing. My, my ex-wife and my children are right down the street in Roddy McDowell's old house. Oh wow! That's so um, fantastic. Uh, yeah, and uh, so what you're saying is you're a fan of Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's not why we bought the house. Sure, that was, sure. That's the story you that keep did telling. tip it in. Yeah. That, that did that you're did tip it yeah. in. I'm not gonna lie, but no, that was not why we bought yeah the real estate the real estate agent had your number the realtor did not yeah he did not know Uh, he did not know no he didn't know uh, but I could feel when he said uh, we were looking at it and it was too big for us but we knew we were going to have children so that was like well we'll fill it up and and then we're standing in there and uh, I hear the guy go yeah you used to belong to an actor um, Roddy McDowell and I could feel my wife like her head ratcheting around, like <laughs> and it's also it's because it's it's also her father's favorite movie too. Oh, so okay. Like, so, and then we just like walked out, and like, oh right, well, how are we gonna sign. how are we gonna make this? Work? You're like sold. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I cool. to, yeah, and, and I believe Johnny oh. Depp owns, among other things, oh, well. uh, Bela Lugosi's famous house, oh, the okay. outpost. Oh wow. Um, not the one he lived in uh, towards the end, but the, at the height of his career. The one that's the like super gothy one. and yeah, weird. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. The I one that was it. on brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, and I went through. I, I visited it. I looked at it. Uh, wow. Um, I, I looked at it before Johnny bought it. Huh. Um, was, and, is there uh, anything like particular, like with the architecture inside? It's or just a, like, no. It's a beautiful old Spanish, uh, oh, Spanish or Mediterranean, uh-huh. and it's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. and the owners did have the giant, the old Dracula poster, like the. They have oh, that nat- foyer, naturally. Which I would have kept. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're like, how much did you bring that with the house? <laughs> yeah, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's yeah. beautiful. Jeez. It's a beautiful. It was just it was too much. No. Well, can't have Too everything. much house. Yeah. Too much house. Yeah. Um, this is perfect for me. This is Yeah, no, this is fantastic. nice. Yeah. With great house comes great responsibility. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. More house, more problems. Yeah. Yeah. I have three I have three kids and my girlfriend has three kids, so we yeah. kinda before we have to oh. bite the bullet and yeah. And Brady out. Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. I was yeah. like, "Here's a story." Oh, yeah, exactly. Man named yeah. Dana. Yeah. No, I know. Oh. I, uh, they're all great. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, not a cousin Oliver in the bunch. Uh, well, that's. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> um. I did want to point out that the costume designer Rick Cheney actually did do costumes before this movie, and um, he did was he, he did, um, did the costumes. He's credited as the costume designer for The Bold and the Beautiful in 1956, mm-hmm. um, which was nominated for two Oscars: yep. um, Best Supporting Actor Mickey Rooney and Best Original Screenplay. I just wanted oh. to point that out because I'm like, it wasn't all bad at all. Like, no, he yeah, did. He had like perfect, yeah. yeah uh, so. Side note: The Bold and the Beautiful is a, 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 a also the name of a, a great book about Hollywood in the 50s. Oh. Nice. Oh, uh, nice. The best book about Hollywood in the 40s. The best book about Hollywood in the 20s is called An Empire of Their Own. Oh, okay. The best book about Hollywood in the 40s is called City of Nets. 
And the best book about Hollywood in the 50s is called The Bad and the Beautiful. Right. And the best book about Hollywood in the 60s is Easy Riders, Raging Bulls. But if you get those books, you get the story of Hollywood up to the 1970s. So just some light reading. When you're on it's the very entertaining. So you want to read those. It's all very entertaining. Great, yeah. So when you're on the crapper, <laughs> the rock, the rock Hudson, the rock, like the the rock Hudson's agents' frantic attempts to present him as straight are hilarious. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! He married his agent's secretary, like. I just love the idea. I just love the secretary. He want me to do what? <laughs> yeah, no, it's really funny. And he famously told her, like, it was all arranged. It was all arranged. Yeah. And I think he said, or he just like, I'm, he said famously, and I, I don't know if this is true or not, but he said, like, naked women just remind me of cows. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay, I get it. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Good point taken. God. Oh my god. Um, so we generally talk about the costumes on this movie, right. and you just have so much fascinating information. Yeah. Well, the um, costumes of this movie are, are, are great because yeah. uh, Arrow Santana, like the space costumes, yeah. are bananas. Like they're, it's they're all totally like... been, they're somewhat medieval. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're wearing, Tana wears some thigh high suede boots. Yes. <laughs> and a, a satin uh, jerkin satin shirt. something yeah, yeah. it doesn't yeah. one of them have like one of their one of their doublets or one of their like uh tunics kind of has like a jerkin one of their tunas have like has an axe on it yeah yes. just like what it's clearly like, just like, western costume you, oh what yeah do you got? yeah yeah, it's, yeah they just walked in and they're like well this is foil looking let's uh-huh. just buy but then it also kind of reminds me of the stone cutters from the simpsons yes. and like and then also the aliens from the simpsons I, weren't they in like purple aren't they in like purple satin shirts at I some for, point? I'm, oh that's funny yeah. they, i don't, I don't think know. they have clothes the the tentacle monsters i don't think they do. no no not the tentacle monsters there was it's no, a that's old, Kang and old early yes. episode where they had stone cutters was uh yeah. i know a little bit about the simpsons yeah you might recognize patrick stewart patrick stewart oh Yes, yeah. 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 I just feel not, like it does feel very Futurama, though. It's very yeah. Zach yeah, Brannigan. Futurama, it's very yeah, Zach I Brannigan. feel like I've seen so many like nuances of just even the way like the space costumes and stuff. I'm like, I've seen this in, yeah. in animation before. Like, this is definitely. Yeah. I don't know if it's people. an homage to Plan Nine, but it, it it's not. Uh, that was before my time on the show, but uh, that's not wholly without. Uh, it could be. It could very well be true. Um, oddly, I did not come up with Boobarella. But I was in. But I was in the room (laughs) when Kevin Curran came up with it, and and everybody and everybody knew I was friends with Myla because that was really at the height of you know my friendship with Myla, Uh, and and everybody was like like, Kevin Curran came up with it, and we all laughed, and then everybody got looked at me and was like, "Is this okay?" Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. You need a co-sign from there, like, do you need to run this by her? I had to sign sign off on it. Yes, it's hilarious. But yeah, I didn't come up. Oddly, I didn't come up with Boomer. Uh, see, the, one re- Karn, the one we're getting life you have. I know it is. It's, yeah, and I wrote Planet of the Apes, the musical for the Ben Stiller oh, show. That's right. Before okay. they before did, they did it. Uh, but uh, but I'm not saying they they came up with it on their own. Was my favorite. They did one a of my much favorite better job things. than I would have done. <laughs> my favorite thing was Doctor Zayas. Doctor Zayas. Yeah, so, <laughs> I hate every so, ape I see from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. So good. You can't beat that. It's good. Yeah. So I had nothing good. to do with it oh, but it was brilliant <laughs> maybe that's one so amazing um so there's so many good costumes in this movie to talk about um between well, vampires yeah, yes. which i think is interesting that I, she 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 developed that character herself yeah. and like even even bella lugosi's ca- character he's just like straight up it was like let's just do dracula yeah. like why not and do- then when he he 
was famously dead before they started making the movie. Um, um, which is another paint thing to think yeah, about yeah. in this movie. Like it's, he was dead before they even like wrapped right. filming, and, or and his no before they or, started filming. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. they, they kind of like built the movie around, around the, this the, footage, the, yeah. the scraps of footage they had. And I think they did it again. It's not bad. Like they Look, did a decent <laughs> job. And there's some work. there's some timeline the, issues yeah. between yeah. the sunlight and the moonlight. Yeah. Where I'm just well, like, the wait, costume what? is what saves Doctor Tom Mason, yeah. Ed Wood's girlfriend's chiropractor, who fills in for Bella in the movie, and. He covers him anytime he's suddenly he's yes, just covering his face with a cape. And I had like, read that, which I was like, yeah. "Oh, you And then I noticed it on the second viewing. I was like, "Oh, okay, that is definitely not him." But yeah, like, it's most definitely not him. There's like the is it him in the shot when he's going in the house too? Like he's like yeah, opening it's, a door. It's all Doctor Tom. Oh, okay. Not in the Doctor Tom Mason. So there's yeah. so the so it's just him like at the in the very beginning and then walking. Whenever you see that. it's him, it's okay. him. And whenever you see him with a cape covering his face, it's. It's Dr. Tom Mason, Ed Wood's girlfriend's chiropractor. Okay. <laughs> Sarah part Jessica of, Parker's. Part of the char- yeah, part of the charm. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, I think it was... Uh, Who no, by that time it was Patricia Arquette. Oh, right, By that time okay. it was Kathy Wood. It was, okay. Uh, Del- uh, Dolores Fuller. What Was it Dolores Fuller? Um, we got the It was his first... Like, gr- yeah, Dolores Fuller. <laughs> you, I believe it was Dolores Fuller uh, was his first girlfriend. That's who... Um, Sex and City. No, oh, it was Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. SJP. Plays her in the movie. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, For those in the know. <laughs> Dolores Fuller went on to have an interesting career. She After she left Ed, she, you know, went on, became, a very po- became a songwriter. Oh. And oh. Uh, wrote a couple uh, Elvis hits. Oh, wow. Yep. No way. Wrote Do the Clam. Do the Clam. And... Uh, <laughs> And you know, had a nice living. You know, had had made a nice living. Uh, yeah. Professional, yeah. And yeah. Kathy Wood uh, was played by Patricia Arquette. She lived with Ed, stayed with Ed till he passed, and never remarried. And, oh wow, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about the costumes that they wore in this movie. I mean, there's so many. Like, I I do want to talk about the fact that the cockpit to the plane. <laughs> was yeah. pretty amazing yeah, yeah. where it's like are those just so like con- is it just like cardboard like the uh, half yeah. half circles yeah. of cardboard are it's supposed called to be masonite board yeah and, which is and, supposed to be yeah. like they're they're the shower uh, joysticks yeah. and, like, and clearly a shower curtain yes yeah. so yeah. like, i'm just like this is and it's so funny and the steering wheels of the plane seem to be music stands yeah, yeah they don't look like yeah. anything like they're literally yeah. just look like they're not even like legit like yeah um you know flight equipment i'm just like yeah. what is they're happening here it's just like, they didn't even try. They're yeah, just, no, it's it, it, yeah, it's it, it. Yeah, the cockpit is definitely whatever you got. Yeah, yeah. And that again, I want to point out this was like the probably the most independent independent movie ever. One of the more independent movies to be made. It well, wasn't like J. It Edward wasn't. Reynolds was uh, worked for the uh, Baptist Church of uh, Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. uh, and he was a minister. And, and Ed Wood he got uh, baptized. Ever the, yeah, yeah, ever the ever the con man. I mean, uh, yeah. he convinced him. Uh, to and I believe he was Ed's landlord, and that's how he knew him. Oh wow! And uh, and Ed said, "Look, they wanted to make the Baptist Church of Beverly Hills. They, you know, they were in Hollywood. They wanted to make movies. This is a, this is the industry of the town. You know, people always go, LA, everybody's in show business. Yeah, because that's the it's, industry. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to Pittsburgh in the fifties, everybody was in the steel industry. Yeah. That's yeah. where that industry was. Um, they wanted to make." Uh, 12 movies about each of the apostles and Ed Wood sold them on this idea that here's what you do you make a movie in a proven genre like science fiction 
And then you take all the, the profits from that, and that will pay for your Twelve Apostles movies. And he sold them on it. Not, not he's not on. He's not. He's not lying. Yeah. He's not lying. But, but he, he just didn't give them didn't, that. Yeah, just yeah, another movie. But that <laughs> is that is a, a loose story, but not uh, wholly apocryphal of of how the film got funded and made. Wow. I'm like, and it's just the fact that there's so many poor student films just languishing on YouTube, and nobody watches them. Yeah. And this movie yeah. is like one of the most famous, sort of like, yeah. and the fact, like, it was funny. I was listening to a podcast the other day about like the, you know, the Pony Express, and the Pony Express was only in existence for 18 months. Is that and- it? Uh, yeah, let's, and they were saying that it's a miracle that we ever remember them, and that's sort yeah. of the same thing with this. Is like this movie should not be as like well, yeah, in I the zeitgeist yeah, as it is. Like it's just sort of like it's almost like it's just that perfect like perfect meeting of the minds. It's just sort of like it was handed down to the right people in order Absolutely. for it to continue to survive. Absolutely. And it's just it. I just find that fascinating. I'm just like it's. I mean, because I mean, he could not have known that at all at the time that this would do no. anything. Yeah. Post posthumously for him. No, for I mean, Milo was certainly astounded. That yeah. yeah. Was still well, and I love how it's like kind of like getting voted for being the worst movie ever made made it like could have been like one of the best thing that ever happened to him. Oh, it was yeah. Yeah. undoubtedly it was. Yeah, undoubtedly yeah. it was. Yeah. Ironic twist in that. Yeah. So fantastic. And I, I don't, I don't want to compare the two because like there's, I keep thinking of the movie The Room with Tommy Wiseau, sure. and, no, I, 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 and no, I often, don't even, you know, often like together. Yeah. And both, <laughs> but, and, but just and, that similar feeling or experience with it's the a similar feeling and a similar feel and, experience and they've both had really great movies made about the making of them that's true oh, yeah wow. that is you know, true Edward there you and, go yeah yeah the disaster uh, it's like the disaster. story of the mo- the making of the movies almost yeah. makes the yeah. movie better like it's kind yeah of- i mean it becomes a companion piece like you you know you need one to enjoy the other i, I yeah. mean you, you don't need to have seen plan nine from outer space to enjoy ed wood but if you see ed wood you definitely should make it yeah. more you of a rich story yeah if you see the disaster artist you probably should go watch the room yeah yeah i uh, i used to live in the bay area and i would regularly go to see the room sure. uh, and throw the spoons and yell, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yell at the screen and it is a really good it, it feels it can be really funny like some of the people sh- shout some pretty funny things oh yeah sure and love, it can be very good, cathartic yeah, i love a good ways. i love a good rocky horror picture show yeah. Like, yeah. where they come yeah. up with shit where you're like what yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's great it's great yeah yeah, yeah people would like run around throw footballs and you know and just there were always like certain people dr- like say certain like there were people who come and i just I thought like do you just like have Tourette's and like this is or like that you have this thing that like this is my one night I can just yeah. well again it's unleash, like it's a secret know? it's a secret handshake yeah you know? it's like yeah I'm I'm into this weird thing too it's like yeah guar yeah. <laughs> very good example yeah yeah, yeah. it's like if you're into niche. it you're into yeah. it yeah. yeah it's like yeah. the one per- this, that's the one famous person I know <laughs> I know guar <laughs> I know one dude from guar <laughs> just cause my friend was screwing that's, one of the that's one hilarious. of the slaves <laughs> you know as yeah. one does. Do they go to As the meat does. grinder? It's like, hi, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they have the, he, like the human meat grinder? They have all kinds of things. Yeah, they okay. cut it, cut heads off of everything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Godspeed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Godspeed. Yeah. Hi, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Benny Goodman had a human meat grinder. The yeah. Reason why he didn't have. <laughs> yeah, but what a different kind of show da, Benny Goodman da, would have da, 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 da. them in the meat grinder. blood all over the dancing, <laughs> the dancing people from the 30s. It's great. I love yeah. it. There was a band out here called the Go Nuts. And, uh, <laughs> they had a they had an air cannon that they would just fire snacks into the audience. Oh my oh, that's God. Neat. Fire, I mean, uh, yeah, no, fire God. the snack cannon. And they had like guys in gorilla suits dancing it was great oh that's i mean that's way better than t-shirt gun hell yeah yeah <laughs> at least you don't get stuck yeah. with a crappy t-shirt yeah you can go home with a snack <laughs> yeah they go nuts oh man that's so they awesome. go they're like the aquabats you know <laughs> oh yeah same vibe 
Nice. Yeah. That's so rad. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, I do. I know that you have a hard out at six fifteen. It's good six, show business. Six oh six now. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So we want to thank you for being here. You got to go. Oh, my pleasure. You got to do your thank show you business. So much. Sure. I will. Um, yeah. Uh, is I, there anything you want to plug? We're actually gonna. This is going to be our holiday spook Halloween spooktacular. Well, so uh, it'll be it's dropping October twenty second. Right? Well, um, uh, Stand Against Evil. Which, if you like Plan Nine from Outer Space, you'll probably like Stand Against Evil. It's my oh, show on IFC, yes. and it premieres uh, Halloween night. So yeah. DVR oh, it. Don't don't stay in. Uh, but uh, but DVR it and yes. watch it when you come home or watch it uh, November 1st. It's a really funny show Sweet. on IFC, Stand Against Evil. The, based on the premise, what if my dad, who I have often described as Archie Bunker without the elegance and sophistication, <laughs> uh, what if my dad was Buffy the Vampire Slayer? What if a guy had to fight monsters who just didn't, wasn't that he didn't believe in them, it was just that he just didn't care. Yes. And, uh, and that's the show. And John McGinley from uh, Scrubs plays Stan and... Janet Varney from You're the Worst uh, yes. is uh, the co-star. And in, from the Work Juice Players, And the too. Work Juice Players, yeah, yep. That's right. Uh, we yeah. had, uh, loved yep. her on that. And, and, uh, as my, and my kids would know her as being the voice of Cora yes. uh, on Avatar. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, it's a really funny show. It's a cute little show, and uh, it starts Halloween. So yeah. watch awesome. that. Um, and, of course, the podcast Dana Gould Hour, Dana which is yes. really good. And okay. Never an hour. <laughs> Never an hour. Free and, free and worth it. Yes. <laughs> and uh, DanaGould.com is like your home yeah, base for everything. Yeah, all Okay, so <laughs> all your baloney. Get there. all your Dana Gould baloney yeah, exactly. at DanaGould.com. Yeah. All the malarkey and all the baloney. Yes. It's all there. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for yes, being here. My pleasure. Thanks for coming for by. I really appreciate it. Yes. Episode. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.